Well, there once was a podcast. I don't. I was going to do a sea shanty, but I think those are done. I think that uh, was a few months yeah, ago. I mean, they're kind of done. You can still find them in the, 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 the pits of TikTok here and there. I, I do miss Pit that talk. time when we were all doing that, though. That was dope. It had some camaraderie to it, right? Yeah, it did. It did. We definitely needed that at a certain time. Hey, look. No she shanties, but uh, they were more like land shanties at that point, right? Is that a thing? I don't know. They're just shanties. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It, it, these are... Sh- Hello. Um, okay. Yeah. Hold on. I can do this. Mm-hmm. You broke my mind with the concept of land shanties. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to... Uh, blur, um, what would a land shanty be about? I don't know. Just like, I guess it, would that just be like country music? <laughs> Fuck. Or bluegrass? That would bluegrass. Be- there we go. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like pop, country music is too it, mm-hmm. nowadays a little too. It's it's not connected to the roots. You know, I don't mm-hmm. feel the dirt beneath my feet when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I instead feel a, a casual sense of racism and homophobia. Oh, um, yes. But bluegrass, I think you might be on to something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I think that might be it. Um, that might be the shanties of the of the land. What an interesting concept. Land shanties. Land shanties. Lanchies. Lanchies. Oh, the lanchies of yore. The lanchies of yore that our fathers and forefathers used to sing long ago, played long with the long ago. guitar. Yes, it's just beautiful stuff. The land shanties went a bit like, or uh, maybe maybe this like in the year three thousands, land shanties will become like early two thousands hip hop. Oh, you look good, Ma. Won't you back that ass up? <laughs> Sure, you, yeah. As... You're a fine motherfucker once you black that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's true. We didn't even take into account that, like, the different types of land that one can be on. Right, right, absolutely. So if you're in, you're in, you're on club land, mm-hmm. then obviously back that ass up is a is a club shanty, or is it still a land shanty? Yeah. It's still a land shanty, but I feel like it's a subgenre of land sh- of shanties. Even a sub subgenre of the shanty, <laughs> club shanty. Certainly, right? yeah. You have Picture shanties, okay. the world, and then the big branches future. go sea shanty or land shanty, and then sea shanties uh-huh. just sort of right. stop. But then under land shanty, you have bluegrass and back that ass up. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. So all of our culture is pretty much lost, but someone still remembers that tune. But they misremember it, um, and they they sing it with an Irish shanty, <laughs> and thus that is the shanties of yore. Oh, won't you look good? Won't you back that ass up? <laughs> These are the stories that need to be told. Come on, Hollywood. Think. Come on, Hollywood. Come on. It's it's, it's, it's that's gold. That's gold. Can you see William Defoe just doing singing that? <laughs> oh God! Girl, you looks good. Won't you back that ass up? Who's <laughs> a fine motherfucker? Won't you back that ass up? <laughs> <laughs> By a lighthouse. Call me coach. Big 
Daddy, when you back that arse up. When you back that arse up. The lighthouse. Girl, who is you playing with? Back that arse up. Right, yes. The fifth, the tenth sequel of The Lighthouse. (laughs) You got a stupid arse, yeah. Make me (laughs) laugh, yeah. Make a pirate wanna grab that autograph, that. Oh, yes. Yes. It's too good. I'm sweating in the doors, yeah. Hard and long, yeah. Wanna walk it like a dog, yeah. <laughs> oh my well, god, they... I want this in my life. Someone please, any of our uh, listeners who can know how to write music, please write Beat a that shanty. dick like a motherfucking drummer chick. <laughs> See that putty cat? Look at that. I love a fucking hoodie rat. That's a fact. <laughs> I, I should yeah, stop. No. This is. It also gets kind of like almost written in that way. To be honest with you, like this AAV is now just is very, this is now just copyright infringement in two different forms. Right. That's all this is. <laughs> it's kind of like what? But when you think about it, though, that talk is kind of almost very reminiscent of like. Probably from slave times, or it's just AAVE as well. Because I'm looking at it, the lyrics, and I'm just like, this. Some of this kind of goes with with that. <laughs> like, very short the action, staccato speed. Yeah, yeah. Look, AAVE, man. It's it springs from a lot of things. People sometimes make fun of it, but like at the same time, like it's a pretty brilliant way to communicate. When you think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what are we doing? We need a, now we need linguists on the show. Ah, this is not too many linguists. This is <laughs> Let's get in the show. Episode 85, my god, there's so many episodes of this fucking show, uh, we love it, um, and geez, we can't wait to do 85,000 more, which, what, I don't know how old I'll be, I'll be really, I'll be, I don't know if I'll be alive, you know, let's what? find out, let's find out, you know, they put my brain in, it just frees my brain and my consciousness, and it put, put me in a really awesome body, just make me, make sure I have a really big butt, though, that's all I ask. Um, <laughs> you want you want to dump on that truck, I would whatever like it a, may be. I request they dump on that truck before you freeze me. Make sure that body is looking fat. Um, with that being said, this is Too Many Flicks. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Ian. And if this is your first time listening, what we do is we talk about movies here. All right. What do you mean we talk about movies? Well, let me break down the categories of what we have and the the topics here. Okay. We talk about trailers and trailer versus trailer. We pit two trailers against each other that we like sometimes more. And we talk about the trailer, we dissect it, and we see which trailer we preferred that week. There can only be one winner, sometimes two or three, but depending. And after that, we also talk about some Flicks news. Sometimes really interesting stuff that we have, that we pick out personally for us, that we find beneficial and that we want to relate to you. Now, if you don't necessarily agree that it's the most beneficial or the most interesting stuff, you can always let us know and we can start curating our news around you. Um, after that, we have fucking hot takes. Try to take that you may like, you may not like. It's going to be decisive. All right, it's going to be divisive. Mm-hmm. It might be decisive. I don't know. You might just be like, yes, that's a great take. Or no, that's terrible. Or you might find somewhere in the middle. 
I don't know, my grace exists for a reason. Um, after which, we get down into some trivia. You gotta get some trivia. In your brain. Does it if you don't? You'll go insane. And that's it. That is our episode of Too Many Flicks. That's what we're gonna do. We're giving you the rundown. This is the foreshadowing moment. Please stay tuned for about another 45 to 50 minutes of pure orgasm. Let's get into the show. Trailer versus trailer. All right. Yeah, shit. We're in the next fucking segment. Oh, my God. This segment's jam-packed. It's getting that season, that movie season, that blockbuster season. It is blockbuster season, and you know what that means, Ben. We got a fucking triple threat because uh, there's a lot that's been going on just these past few days. Right. It's a triple threat cage match to the death. And I definitely know what that means. Yeah, they're fighting in a cage. (laughs) (laughs) On fire. So self-explanatory. We keep it nice and simple. I appreciate that about wrestling. We got this. Get cage on fire above a fucking shark tank. All right. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so this yeah, week's right. competitors, <laughs> yes, well, we who do we got, you ask? We got? Well, let's tell you, <laughs> because this is the format of the show. So over here, right over in the doorknob corner, mm. we have the Suicide Squad coming Ooh. August 6th, directed by James Gunn and starring Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Idris Alba, Alice Braga, John Cena, Taika Waititi, Nathan Fillion, and Sylvester Stallone. The list goes on and on and on. What's it about? What? That's this part of the segment, too. Supervillains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super-secret, super-shady task force X as they are dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Oh, Corto Maltese, of course, of course! Of course! Oh, that sounds like that a, old quite a vacation spot. That old vacation spot. Well, let's what's what is it up against? I'll tell you what's up in the in the poker table corner. We've got the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which comes out June the sixteenth. <sighs> it is directed by Patrick Hughes, and it's starring Selma Hayek, uh, Samuel Jackson, and Ryan Reynolds, Antonio Banderas, and Frank Grillo. And the synopsis goes: sequel to the 2017 action slash comedy. Right, intern. Doing. <laughs> Thank you. Strangely fitting, though, somehow. Yep, strangely fucking fitting. It's all you fucking need to know. What is it up against, my friend? <laughs> and the final third contender in this wild triple cage match fire to the death round of trailer versus trailer. We're working with F9, which is dropping June 25th over in the doggy bag corner and uh, f9 is directed by justin lin and is starring michelle rodriguez sung kang tyrese gibson luda vin diesel helen mirren john cena charlize theron and jesus but jesus if the list doesn't keep going what's mm-hmm. f9 about you ask well it's fast at it i don't even know if maybe it is just f9 it's fast and the furious nine if you couldn't tell from vin diesel alone cypher 
or Charlize Theron, enlists the help of Jacob, John Cena, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team. There's a lot of fuckers in this. They're all a family. There's a lot of fuckers in this. They're family. We're all family. Gotta go fast. (laughs) They're family, and sometimes you find out that one of your family has been a, a super secret CIA super soldier. Yeah, sometimes you figure you that out. Since you parted ways when you were 18. Yeah, and 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 uh, sometimes you got to fly to space. And then sometimes, you know, uh, Vin Diesel's character Dom always wears that tank top. He, it's, he's congrat, uh, contractually obligated to wear that thing. I swear to God. All right. Contractually uh, obligated, yeah. and mm-hmm. it is made of stuff. Steel or oh, like steel light bullet Kevlar right. or or something because I never see it torn. I don't think that's his special power. It, it is all. It's like the Green Lantern, but it's it's a tank top, white tank top. So uh, we're, let's work backwards here because I'm yes. already hung up on F9. So let's right. start with F9. Now let's talk about this because you bring the, you bring up uh, superpowers, and that is literally uh, what is going on here, right? Like there's so much, and, and what really highlighted that for me is like there's a lot of window action in this. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; it looks rad as fuck, but if all these people went through this many windows in this span of time, they would be like Swiss cheese by the end of it. Just oh, by. Yeah. And that's such a dumb, petty thing. This is not a complaint, just as so much as it is like, it's like a feature, not a bug, you know? Mm-hmm. But I had to talk, I had to talk about it. Cause Hey, isn't that a hot take? Isn't that a fresh? No, that, I don't that, know. What did no, you think no, about? No, F9 no, they would be Swiss cheese. They also, their bodies would, their 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 the bones would be broken in so many pieces, falling from high high altitudes, um, and just landing on their feet, ankles intact. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh okay, they're heroes, they're superheroes. This is all this this trailer gave me everything I needed for a Fast Nine. Honestly, like mm-hmm. you know, there's a, a stinger where they're going into space. Yep, and it was, I called it. it. <laughs> I'm you sure did. I've been on record several times. They're like they're going into space, probably time travel too, because they can get Han back somehow. Han is back. Han knows how to snipe, and he is here to help the friends figure out what's what the fuck is going on. Yeah, was you it know? established that he was a sniper before? I don't know. There's so many. I'm movies. pretty sure he was just a drift racer. If yeah, a mechanic. This is me, yeah, this is me having not seen it, but he pretty much exclusively appears in. Tokyo Drift, if memory serves. He's in and that's the other just them beforehand. racing. Like there still are no super soldier spies by that point. No, they're they're just racing. They're just but that one's in yeah. Tokyo. Uh oh jeez, dude. I don't I don't yeah, yeah. This movie it's giving you everything. I don't know where they go from here. Maybe they like go to hell and back to retrieve somebody's dead body. Maybe supernatural that's next. here. I so I actually have a theory because we get this little space teaser, right? Mm-hmm. The the next place they go is either like way super down deep under the fucking ocean, mm-hmm. like Mariana Trench, to the center of the fucking Earth, mm-hmm. or they colonize a new planet. Okay, uh, either it's 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 wild that either one of these are feasible. They all feel somehow <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. story would naturally lead to that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Just keep going. Just keep fucking going until like they find a whole new universe. It's got to be like Fast 22, uh, 
in and out of universe or so, okay, galaxy among I'm gonna, us. There's, there's like, this is a slight spoiler, but supposedly this is the first of three final fast films. Oh, so there's a trilogy. They're going to end on a Jesus yep. Christ. Uh, okay. So Justin Lin, uh, the director, is on record saying that like this is supposed to be the start of the trilogy to bring the fast saga to a close. Uh, they're going to wake up and Dom's going to have dreamt it. Since, no, like, they the, the there's movie. no way that they can do that. You don't know. You don't Here's, know. That's <laughs> how things are so weird now because... Dom has been fucking dreaming this whole time. And he wakes up, oh, uh, in his tank top still. It's like, well, what happened? Is my family here? They're like, what family, Dom? Credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> there never was a family, Dom. You are a cog in the machine. That would be a really interesting, I'm not going to lie, that there's like a, a little bit of a political bent there that I don't. Yeah dislike like there's a little bit of commentary happening like you have successfully numbed the minds of them dom thank you for thank your you, work dom. no <laughs> i am groot <laughs> crossover uh, that we didn't know it's we a groot Wonder. origin story oh yeah. god it's groot this whole time <laughs> He's it's like, that's, been they're going to space. They go to space. Vin Diesel fucks up and goes to a fucking planet with like, I actually know. Hey, if any super Marvel nerds listen to the podcast, I'm sorry. I know this isn't Groot's origin story. Play with me. Play in the space. He goes to a fucking planet, right? With all these plant people. And he like fucks up because he tries to take a tree and make it into a car. And they're like, now you must be punished. And you will suffer the fate of being the very thing you tried to destroy. And there we go. Bam. End with Groot. Groot ends. Oh, my God. Groot, yep. So, hey, I'm really glad that we're doing trailer versus trailer and we just rewrote Fast 9. We did. We did that shit. Should, should we? Should we? Do you, should, who do you want to scooch on over to next? Which one of the other two contenders do you want? Uh, well, let's talk Unless, about Did you have anything heroes. else to say about Fast 9? Nope. Let's get into uh, yes, this. That's, that's <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, the Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn and starring all these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, let's talk about From Hero to Hero franchise. Oh, man, this looks great, though. This looks fun. Uh, we, so we saw the Red Band trailer, and we saw another trailer. Um, yeah. And they're two both wildly different, different trailers. Yeah. So yes, uh, we there were the two different trailers. There was the green band and the red band trailer, mm. and they were pretty different, right? Yes. Uh, the red what band were your was thoughts? the first one, right? Uh, so no, no, no. The uh, the red band was the second one that we saw. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's much better. Um, intensity wise, they're having a lot more fun. It's cut better. You kind of see some you you, you uh, the second one wasn't the first one wasn't bad though at all because it just introduces you I, Ian and I were talking about it I told Ian I was like oh this looks like the one where they're like look James Gunn he did it despite the controversy and all that stuff like he's here he did it the movie's done um, mm -hmm. here's some cool things and these are the characters that you're gonna be dealing with and the second one was like this is kind of where the story might go um, and yeah it looks, looks like a bunch of fun uh, uh, these these actors and characters working together. Uh, this soft reboot looks like they might be have right at the ship, and Taika Waititi's in it, so it's like he doesn't usually cameo and shit. So 
That's true. Yeah, he. I don't know what he's doing here because uh, he's not. It's not listed as what he's playing, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. He his name is always exciting to see because it's usually going to be wild and fun. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's very colorful. I'll say this. Yeah, I'll say this. The the first trailer that we watched, the one that dropped today, is the Green Band trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, today being, dear listener, April fourteenth. And while it looked good, I I had a lot of concerns about it up front because it does look very much in this trailer, in the Green Band trailer, very much like sort of a piecemeal of what are the best like aspects of Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's mesh them into this and turn them into anti-hero villains. And it also so here here's the thing that we need to also decide. I think this is going to be a secondary award for uh, this trailer versus trailer Ben, and that is which one of these song uh, trailers has the best remix of a song or mm. best use of a popular artist's song okay. in them? Because we have uh, the two Suicide Squad trailers, one of which uses. Uh, Whoever sings the na 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 song, you know, like na 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 na, hey, like whoever that is, mm-hmm. uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard uses Britney Spears's "Hit Me One More Time," mm-hmm. and I don't know which one Fast Nine uses, but it uses. I think it just uses a standard boom boom. It's got yeah. Kanye West in there. His 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 lyrics are very uh, downplayed, but in the truck sequence in particular, you see in Fast 9, like, this large armored truck start to upend itself and tower over. It's Kanye West rapping underneath. Oh, interesting. I do not remember that. I'm sure you are a thousand percent correct. (laughs) Uh, It was a song I've not heard before, so I reckon it's from one of his later albums after he said all of his foolishness, because I haven't been able to tune in since. Um, (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. But, long story short, uh, each one of these trailers uses uh, uh, some sort of popular artist or popular song cut and remixed. And so mm-hmm. I think we need to decide that at the end as well. The main differentiation for the Suicide Squad trailers between the Green Band and the Red Band for me was that the Green Band did not seem very concerned with establishing any deep emotional stakes with the characters beyond Mm -hmm. do the mission or your brain goes boom, right? The Red Band trailer, the main differentiation being, aside from uh, some gory images with, uh, I don't know the shark's name, but it's the one Sylvester Stallone voices. The the Groot-adjacent character named like Great White Shark or something that's just a large humanoid shark ripping people apart. The main difference in the Red Band trailer, aside from that being, and I think this is key and shows just a lot more of Gunn's hand and sort of storytelling style, it feels much more genuinely James Gunn, is that we get this brief moment between Bloodsport, who I think is Itris Alba, and uh, Alice Braha's character, Sol Soria. Mm. We get this brief moment between Bloodsport and Sol Soria where... uh, they say to one another, like, I'm going to get you out of this alive. I'm going to get you out of this alive. And that's, like, such a small thing. It's literally just two lines inserted amidst all of the other fun, wild shit that's happening. 
Uh, you just get a much better sense of character, even from the very beginning where, like, they uh, set off on this mission to save Harley Quinn and they're about to do it. And she's just standing on the street mm. like, what are y'all doing? And they're like, we came to save you. And she's so touched by that. <laughs> it's so sweet. So the Red Band trailer is leaps and bounds better. And I think what this film should be judged by, as fun as the Green Band trailer was, it, it, tell me about some things that you saw though like what did you spot or like differently uh, about just these the two? pacing i think is different the red band's pacing was much snappier quicker uh more of james gunn's style mm, mm-hmm. um and i th- still think it very much is like uh hey guys the movie's out like, we're gonna get it out it's it's done and the red band is just like all right this is this is the crux this is where we are um john cena looks great in it it's just of course that goes without saying um, I like the, the fact that they kept at least a few of the original Justice League members, or not Justice League, but Suicide Squad members, um, to kind of weave that uh, cognitive tissue in there. Um, again, Harley Quinn, of course, Margot Robbie, that is practically her. She's just gotten it down. Um, no one else can do it at this point. Um, yeah. She has made that she took it role. It. She took it I and can't ran wait to with see. it. Hopefully this, uh, this makes a lot of money. I saw a comment on YouTube. It's like, hey, I don't know. This might be a box office flop. I'm like, flop. I'm, and I'm like, no. James Gunn's name actually does have a, a weight to it, especially after the the controversy and the issues surrounding him and his Twitter and old old tweets, um, which were resolved because they were silly. Um, so with that being said, him getting this job, hopefully putting the DCEU back on the right foot because um, they need a they need a W right now. Um, yeah, I'm all here for it. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they kind of like start asking Gunn if he's interested into like, hey, you want to like start running things over here? Because the Gunn universe as opposed to the Zack Snyder universe will be much better. Um, I, I've been researching a lot of Zack Snyder. He's kind of a piece of shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a Gunn universe would be interesting. And uh, I think he would be open to like hiring more diverse folks and stuff like that to work on other things. So. Yeah, I, I'm here for that. Hopefully, this is an avenue for him to have a bigger role in that universe, um, and hopefully, um, from what I'm seeing, that this would be just as fun and amazing and colorful as it looks like on both trailers alone. Um, that's where I'm going with that one. Looks fucking fantastic. You want to get into the Hitman's wife's bodyguard? Oh boy. I think it's about that time. Yeah, but this has been a jam-packed episode, and we're just getting to this this contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts and feelings on the hitman's uh, wife? I love it. Bodyguard. Just like the original, the the first movie, didn't know what to expect. Honestly, watched it to kind of just have it on in the background. Turns out the movie's actually a lot of fucking fun. Like a good time, like a almost a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fast paced. It's hard hitting, and the the dialogue's fucking hysterical. The chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and and, and Samuel Jackson is off the charts, just palpable and, and uh, infectious. And every scene... In every scene. Selma Hayek's it's really uh, insertion fair. in the first movie is also fucking fantastic. They all work really well together. Now Ryan Reynolds mostly working with Simon Hayek. Still works the fucking music. Great choice. Ryan seems like he's firing around cylinders. Sam, mm-hmm. Sam, uh, Selma. Antonio Banderas is in it briefly. I um, can't wait to see what he, how he plays. Um... I feel like Antonio Banderas and, and Selma Hayek are always in movies together. Um, 
but yeah, dude, this looks fucking dope. This is fucking dope. I, this is the best way I can. It's almost like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Strangely, I think mm. out of all of these movies, this one is probably uh, least deserving of being made uh, from from a from right. a far removed standpoint, you know. And yet somehow it feels like the most natural Absolutely. of them all to be made. Like, yeah, of course this of is course. this of is course. a movie that's happening Bro, right now. Down from the intern writing the goddamn synopsis is like, of course, everything is like, yeah. <laughs> it is the sequel to the 2017 action comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yep. no lies detected in anything uh, you said. It is quite literally the sequel. Uh, I can't wait for a third movie. Give it to me. I give it to me. As they realize how ridiculous it. it is, they lean into it. Great direction. Great dialogue. Hopefully, when we get there. Um, but the trailer alone hit me, baby, one more time. Just like cherry on the cake. I'm so excited to see this goddamn movie now. I never thought I would be excited about this yeah. franchise. But, like, this is the shit. I will know everything about the Hitman Bodyguards universe. Hitman, I guess, I, I, yeah. I am so, yeah, I am so excited for for this. Because, like, beautifully. it just, it nails its tone, you know? And, like, beautifully. And, and... Might, if this becomes not, the next what MCU, do you call this universe good. the Hitman Bodyguards universe? Like it's a mouthful, but hey, the H M B the no the you H, can't do the HBU HB, HBU because Hit Hitman is good, one word yeah. the HBU yeah I guess that you, sounds you know, clinical. H, it sounds like too clinical H, kind H, of we throw the man um, till H M B U H M B U. The HMBU. That just sounds like a mantra or something. I, I like that though. HMBU. Yeah. HMBU. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. The HMBU. That universe is sick. I want. Honestly, these would make great comics. To be completely honest, I can see these as comic book panels. Look it's like. somehow. Yeah. Like. So we should we should also talk about like what they do in this trailer because while Fast Nine and Suicide Squad don't talk a lot about the the story here. We actually get quite a bit of uh, character and quite a bit quotation marks. We get we get the firm understanding of the characters and what they're doing here. Uh, for people who haven't seen The Hitman's Bodyguard, the story is Ryan Reynolds plays the world's best bodyguard. He has only ever been thwarted one time, and it was by the world's best assassin. In the end, they have to team up because he ends up needing the world's best assassin to da-da-da-da-da, and it's way better than it has any right to be. The Hitman's wife's bodyguard is based on the premise that Selma Hayek, who was by far and large stealing the show with her cameo in the first film, has now come to Ryan Reynolds because there's no one else that she can trust. However, Ryan Reynolds is on a psychological sabbatical and is taking it incredibly seriously. <laughs> and it just looks like somewhat like those circumstances alone are so good, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that I think we needed. I, I just wanted to highlight and outline that for people who didn't know. That is absolutely <laughs> positively great. Y'all watch this fucking first movie. If you haven't seen it. This shit. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, these guys were right. Just like, surprisingly, like, yeah, no, we get it. <laughs> we get it if you have a, like, 
a shocked look on your face and we have to have a discussion like so that was pretty good <laughs> what happened yeah. here what did we learn yeah. that what was really good learn? oh god i'm done with talking about it is i can't wait uh june can come fast enough um well august june and august can come fast enough hopefully we'll all be vaccinated okay so real quick before we get to the our thoughts on the final contenders i do want to address our our little bonus question real quick ben yes who was the best uh song usage out of all these trailers it meant bodyguard yeah it's yeah Britney Spears' song is such a fucking bop. Like, I have here in my notes, it could just be that Britney Spears' song is still a fucking jam some, like, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. But also, this movie does look pretty fucking good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. You could possibly put a Run the Jewels song in there and it'll still be just as effective. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, no, 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 no. I can't wait for the summer. This blockbuster season is going to be fucking fun. Um, hopefully we all are vaccinated and we can be outside, kind of? Uh, <laughs> maybe? Uh, with that being Hi, said, buddy. oh, fucking Nathan Fillion's also in the, the Suicide Squad. I don't even think we saw him. Is he King Shark? No, King Shark is Sylvester Stallone, I believe. Okay, so like, wow, okay. I did just blow me away. Anyway, let's get to, to who, who wins the cage match uh, set on fire above uh shark tank who who's who's gonna survive that (laughs) you got oh look this is a tough one um Mm. for me personally again i don't know if this is gonna end up being the best movie but the best of these trailers just for like sheer how do you how are you this fun it's actually the hitman's wife's bodyguard (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, followed yeah, yeah. closely by suicide squad red band trailer mm-hmm. like yeah um all right green I, trailer would be first to fall f9 would be second to fall red band and then yeah that's me laying out my hierarchy i, I guess. got you ben how about you uh the white the the hitman's wife's bodyguard is the best trailer and that's not indicative of be the best movie but the best trailer the one i had the most fun with in the smoke cracked a smile throughout the whole entire thing was definitely hitman's wife's bodyguard um which is saying a lot because all these trailers are really good honestly like low-key they're all pretty solid yeah fast nine Nine. is not a bad trailer yeah like yeah not at all fast nine is actually a really fun ridiculously stupid trailer and that's exactly what they're going for so (laughs) fuck yeah this is what i wanted to say just real quick the hitman's wife's bodyguard trailer feels so earnest Mm -hmm. like there are no bones about what this is they know exactly what it is and it's gonna be fun i that i needed to get that word off my chest thank you and i'm glad you did because that's the winner for this week it wins it wins the championship oh my god then the crowd goes wild oh oh, yay Uh, (laughs) morty is also here yeah, hey. going wild with the crowd. <laughs> uh, with that being said, Ian, you have anything else to add before we uh, go to our next segment? 
I can't think of a dang thing, but dear listener, if you can, why don't you go ahead and shoot us your thoughts on a trailer that we should have covered if we missed it? Perhaps you feel very strongly that uh, Suicide Squad should have beaten all of these fools. If, If you think any of these things, you can let us know across any of our social media platforms. If you just look up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, too many flicks with a number two at the beginning and an X at the end. We'd love to hear from you. In the studio with no central AC. Flix News. <clears throat> All right, guys, Ooh, we're stepping first things first into Flix News. Um, we've got some interesting news here. Um, so let's get it kicked off with Saints Row to get a cinematic adaptation uh, penned by Mortal Kombat 2021 screenwriter Greg Russo and directed by F. Gary Gray. That's the guy who's done Friday and Straight Outta Compton. He's also done, a, a, I think, Fast... Five or one of the Fast and Furious movies? He did Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious, okay. So he's, yeah. Whatever number that is. Um, and thank you, Greg Lawrence at Collider, for giving us that information. Ian, have you played Saints Row? How do you feel about this? I can tell you right now, if you played it, if you know of Saints Row, it's probably going to be a very fucking out there movie. Um, Ian, so, what and- yeah, and you you they they do talk about the tone mm-hmm. of Saints Row in this. Uh and it, it makes sense that they're doing sort of a blend of warriors and escape from New York. Like I think that is uh way to go. Yeah, that's what they they're saying it's influenced by and I think that makes the most sense because uh, Gray uh speaks a little bit about this. Uh, in a long, long quote that essentially boils down to... And this is great because it shows he has some familiarity with the material. He's like, basically, if you know the games, uh, the early games are kind of sort of gritty Mm. and a little more realistic. And then by, you know, Saints Row 3 or something, it's just balls to the wall. You're running around with dildos for bats and shit. Um... And so he says that he's trying to find the sort of grounded... (laughs) <laughs> stakes in that while managing those two tones a tall task no doubt mm-hmm. but uh, the fact the very thought the very fact that he's like conscious of the source material and trying to navigate all that is i think it's i think it bodes well i mean i don't know how you're gonna do this with saints row because it's basically people who aren't familiar with video games saints row is or became rather grand theft auto but parody Mm -hmm. which is like a weird thing to say because grand theft auto has parodied itself so much now at the same time but like yeah i think one of the Mm -hmm. one of the games you become president of the united states and then aliens attack and so you have to like blow up like you lead the like assault against these aliens trying to destroy earth you go to hell in one of the dlcs like it is so detached from reality at a certain point yeah i guess this being kind of hard to make low-key like um i just hope hard to make i hope they just don't give us a bunch of exposition and make it something that it's not make some type of story out of it like yeah it should have some type of cohesive story element there but like don't change it too much just make it fucking balls to the wall out of this world like a very stylistic is kind of where i'm going with this like i feel this should be very stylized don't try to ground it in reality because it's just not gonna work i mean (laughs) it is not and it 
it doesn't sound like they're gonna try to do that and that's like, great to, to, to their make credit. sure that yeah. they they continue to push for that and don't let any execs get in the room so yeah this is fucking weird okay why don't we add like i don't know why don't we add a character in there what do you think about adding an accountant kids love accountants now there's our, our statistics show accountants are up well then it's not really fitting okay great i'll see you an accountant when i get back with the reading correct i guess just like push through keep pushing um and i love that and um it really does ha- i think a lot of this will be on the reception of mortal Kombat uh 2021 for greg russo um, certainly yeah so if yeah. this if this if this mortal Kombat is so this mortal Kombat can fail but still just be like a fun time and still make a decent amount of money or like critically expand but like takes a decent amount of money people have a good time with it they it is what it is and greg could still possibly helm um the saints row movie and they probably will let us let them do their own thing now f Gary, That's the big concern: is how much interference will the studios start to yeah. to do? So it really depends on how Mortal Kombat does. Luckily, F. Gary Gray has some leeway because he's been around for a while. So I imagine Gary could be like, "Nah, we gonna do it my way." So it's just interesting. It's very interesting. It is one of the few games. I think it's difficult, but I also think that it is manageable and can be done. I know it's difficult. Because you don't want any outside influence is manageable because it's so open and out there that you can kind of bury a, a story in there somewhere. So I'm eager to see it. I think it'll be. <laughs> I'm eager to see my, who's going to be my in guess. It. Yeah, yeah. My guess is that it's going to be like a rags to riches type story that just gets fucking wacky at some point. Yeah, well, like we're looking at like Wolf of Wall Street opulence and like yeah. I, I, you know sort of what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can see that. I would, man, I really want the writers and the producers who did fucking 21 Jump Street. This was be there, be like. That would be, yeah, perfect. this would be pretty much the Deadpool for them, you know, like yes. they could just get in there and get really rated R. And, and not that I think 21 Jump Street is rated R. Let me check that. I think it might be rated R. It is rated R. Okay, so never mind. They, they got their Deadpool, but this would work really well for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's eager to see it again. I think this would be fun. It's a good movie to 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 see what happens with, and I like I like F. Gary Gray. He's done some pretty decent stuff. Uh, Ian, what do we got next on the docket, my friend? Next up on the docket, we are taking a look uh, as much as we can at the mysterious new Star Trek film that Paramount announced uh, amongst a, a slate of other uh, films that it's looking at dropping. This is from Ben Pearson at Slash Film. Thank you, Ben. So yeah, they announced a bunch of stuff, including the Top Gun. There's a G.I. Joe's prequel, uh, two Mission Impossible sequels, uh, even the release date of something called The Forever Purge, which... You know, great. That's what we've been asking for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But amidst all this all, there was an untitled uh, sort of just name drop of Star Trek. And uh, people have reached out to the cast from the Kelvin timeline. And if you're not familiar with all that, like the 2009 films that have been running with uh, Pine, Quinto, uh, Saldana, all those folks. um, They have not been contacted yet. So no one knows what the hell this movie is awesome except for hopefully the people who announced it paramount so i don't think there's any director slated i don't think there's any cast announced it's just they're doing it Mm -hmm. 
They're just fucking doing it. Uh, this this leads me to think that they're probably just gonna go in a different direction. It's probably gonna take place back in the prime universe for any Star Trek nerds throwing your glasses here. Trekkies out there. Um, so there's a Kelvin universe in the prime universe. Kelvin universe is what happens after the supernova attacks Romulus, the main planet of the Romulus sector, um, and our bodies, planets, and communities, and empire. So. They split, they diverge. So there's two separate timelines happening at one time right now um, with the inception of a bunch of new Star Trek TV shows all taking place in the Prime Universe. For confusion, to avoid confusion, I see them probably going with the Prime and not contacting the Calvin Universe until some time. And if they do, I could possibly see them trying to weave in both universes, perhaps. But it's just to avoid confusion... I can see a lot of big wigs just being like, we don't, there's just too much going on. We don't make sure we just focus on the TV shows and that universe, and we'll make a movie about one of these shows, X, Y, Z, or something along those lines. So I kind of hope they kind of clear some of that stuff up. I really do. I think it is necessary, but it is also cool to have a whole universe. Star Trek, you can do anything. It's space. It's science fiction. You can do anything. You have a whole different universe yeah. of Star Trek out there. So, I mean, we'll see. Um and I'll say this, mm-hmm. I, I, my, my bet, just because it seems like the most ace in the whole name they have right now, is that this is going to tie somehow in with Picard. Yep. It could be like a crossover among crossovers. Some sort of thing. Like, yeah, I just think, mm-hmm. and this could sense. just be wish fulfillment on my part, like, or wishful thinking rather, because you mentioned like how cool it would be to see like a young next generation mm-hmm. crew or something. And I was like, oh, dude, if they do, like, young Picard, like, having to meet old Picard or some shit. Like, I know that they did that kind of with the Spock thing, but that sounds rad. They kind of did that with uh, Nemesis, Star Trek Nemesis, now that I think about it. Oh. Uh, Tom Hardy sure. was... Uh, his clone or something, was his right? clone. So it wasn't technically him. It kind of was, but wasn't. And also Tom Hardy, bless his soul, was on crack when he made that. So, really, Jesus, that man has gone through a lot. Um Whew. Yeah, that's one of those weird tidbits about that movie. Um, but yeah, I um, uh, fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a, he had a pretty big drug problem uh, then, uh, which addiction is no laughing matter. Um, Certainly not. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would love to see. Still love to see that though. Like they travel to the maybe they somehow the Kelvin universe into, into starts to overlap with the. Prime universe, so things are kind of mm-hmm. weird. We get Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto interacting with the Patrick Stewart. Like that would be fucking. That would be fun as. See, this sounds fun as fuck. Though. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, we'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I am a little salty that there's no Tarantino whispers. Even I like know. just a little sad. I know he's he was working on the script too. I, I don't know. They probably Tarantino is. Is a visionary, but uncompromising. Yes, yes, it's, it's <laughs> visionary, probably, it's very uncompromising. Hard. You know, this is why he hasn't been on any big blockbusters yet. Like he creates his own big blockbuster. He's a whole name and franchise within his himself. But this is why mm-hmm. he don't see him on any Disney or any like any of that shit because he he has a vision. And if you're not fucking with his vision, he's like fucking no, I'm not gonna do it. Like, I'm oh, out. Okay. Yeah. And um, hey. When you, yeah, that's commitment to your vision. There's respect in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it would have been a hard sell to him 
Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you want to do what, nigga? Yeah, I want it in the Wild Wild West. Why? It's it is Star Trek. You can. It's a holodeck. You can definitely do it. You could do like a fistful of data, like adaptation. Fistful of data. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You could definitely do that. Uh, it's like I just want to do that episode. I want to adapt that episode to a movie. I mean, sure, dude. <laughs> just that episode? Yeah, just that episode. Nothing else. No. Nothing else. And go with me here. They're all barefoot. <laughs> okay. We'll and call it's you. Meant, you see, it's meant to represent the hot sands that they had to walk through uh, in order to create this perfect utopian society that the Federation is built on. Don't you see? All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Um, we will call you. <laughs> we'll call you. It'd be really funny if his next piece is like a sci-fi epic. <laughs> I would not be Star so Trek. here. I would be so here for that if it was just like, you're not going to let me tell my fucking space movie? I'll tell it myself. Fuck you. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like, okay, here we go. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. We just kind of have to wait and see on that. Um Indeed. Unfortunately, we also, since we're touching on Star Trek, need to talk about a, a more somber tone uh, as we recently learned that Robert Fletcher, uh, the accomplished costume designer for nearly six, seven decades working uh, in Broadway, uh, but most notably designing a lot of the Star Trek uniforms for uh, the films. Uh, Robert Fletcher, 98, passed away, I believe today, April 14th, at the age of 98. Uh, mm. And that is not the only loss, unfortunately, uh, that we have to cover, because it's been a rough few weeks for folks. Robert Fletcher was a, an incredibly accomplished person, even though... You may not have heard his name. You certainly saw his costumes. Mm -hmm. If you are a fan of, if you're not a fan of movies, I, you're a fan of Broadway musicals, you would know his stuff from uh, designing the original costumes for how to succeed in business without really trying, amongst other things. Really terrible to lose that icon. But that's not the only person that we have to say goodbye to and cherish and remember today. All right, and yes, unfortunately, we have um, a passing of someone who might be a little bit more familiar with um, our listeners and, and audiences alike. Um, Jessica Walter, um, she passed away at 80. Um, it's like maybe three weeks ago. Um, she was on hit shows like Arrest Development as Lucille. Um, she was also Archer's mom in the show Archer. Um, She's just a fun, a treat to watch. Just such a treat to watch. Delight. Her, all, was all, her comedic timing was always perfect. And she was just always just so in the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. she, this loss is pretty big. She was 80, pretty strong. And, it's, you know, sometimes you just, no matter what, sometimes she just gets you. I mean, she's 80, but she lived a great life. Still a heart loss nonetheless. Nonetheless, Ian, I, and you know, you've had a um, quite a relationship with her, even uh, growing up. Almost we really with her um, probably a little bit more um, familiar than I am with with Jessica Walter. You want to go ahead and say a few things about her? 
I think you've done a, a glowing job. She was accomplished in every sense of the word. We all know the that good for her gif will never die and is going to be around. And that is merely the teeniest sliver of her legacy that she is going to leave behind. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And unfortunately, that's not the only one um, who has died. A rapper and um, actually movie star in the late, or not late, but early 2000s. He had a couple of pretty decent movies. And I think he has cameoed in a few movies um, more modern, uh, more recently, too. Um, but DMX died at 50. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he had heart complications, but he, the heart complications were induced by a uh, overdose um yeah a rapper and uh actor too he has acted in a few belly uh, romeo must die um I believe that was with Aaliyah. Uh, she's passed too rest in peace Aaliyah. um he died at 50 and he was in the hospital initially for a drug overdose people thought he died the night before he did not die he was hanging on but unfortunately he couldn't hang on much longer and uh, he passed away um this is a heavy blow to mm-hmm. a lot of folks his music was more than influential. It was just got people through a lot of tough times. And changed um, the game changed in a lot of ways. the game, really did. Um, yeah, DMX was, was uh, yeah, been around since I was little. So, I mean, like, and I remember hearing, well, first time hearing a Rough Riders anthem, it's like, oh, that's it. Yeah, you stop, drop, you shut it down, and then you open up shop. I get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Iconic barking noises. We love him. Uh, and also That's what I'm saying. Movies. Like, he really did... Yeah. You can't undersell this man's influence on popular culture, because he... Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, One friend uh, reportedly called him nothing uh, less than a giant. And I, absolutely, sorry. absolutely. Oh, Cradle to the Grave. How could I forget that? He was also in Cradle to the Grave. Uh, <laughs> hmm. um, yes... Um, and he was, he's pretty good in that as well. Again, um, yeah, he, he battled with addiction, um, which I know um, some people battle with to this day. It's a hard, hard thing to overcome. And some people don't. Some people have bad days and relapse, but it's still a process of struggle. Um, and uh, we just want to make sure people have those resources to get any help. Uh, we'll try to post something in the description below. Um about any of those resources um and yeah it's just he was strong he did as much as he could when he could um and you know here we are unfortunately so may he rest in power may his music last forever may all these people rest in power and in peace their influences will last a lifetime and we uh give our thoughts and, and positive energy to their friends families and their fans um yeah, and uh, that that goes, there goes Flix News. That wraps up Flix News. We're going to move on to our next segment. But, guys, if there's anything else that we may have missed that you think is worthy of news, um, hopefully it's a little happier news, um, let us know on our social media platforms. That's Too Many Flicks, the number two, and an X at the end. Uh, that's Too Many Flicks, the number two, and an X at the end. And we'll get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Thanks, guys. God damn, that's hot as hell. I feel like that could be a good uh, fucking club banger. Hey, 
hot takes remix. That's that's the hot takes bangers in in the club. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't I shouldn't be allowed out. Um, <laughs> Not allowed out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> dear listeners, you know what that means. It's 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 time for a hot take, a take so hot and spicy that it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna wake you up. It's gonna singe do your that butts. The, it's gonna singe your butts. You should, if you don't have ointment, go buy some. Mm-hmm. But what take could it possibly be that is so spicy, so hot, so? raw and fiery well it's my turn so we're talking about star wars that's what that's right um that's fucking that's right. right that's right and we're talking about let me sip this coffee we're talking about mm, yeah we're talking woo, about woo, woo. we are talking sorry for your ear but ears we're talking about the return of the jedi all right <laughs> <laughs> Not Return of Yes, Return of the Jedi. And why it's a great fucking film and maybe the best Star Wars film from the original trilogy. May, yes, maybe. that's what I'm saying because that's my take. It's hot, it's spicy, Damn. and it's ready for prime time. Damn, that's um, how you feel, fam. Damn, fat. <laughs> but no, I, I bring this take before us today because I, I think a lot of people's favorite film... Uh, from the original Star Wars trilogy is Empire Strikes Back, and there's a lot of good reason for that. It is, by far and large, probably one of the best shot. It's got the iconic twist reveal, you know, that literally changed cinema. But at the end of the day, there's something about Return of the Jedi that feels really... Like peak Star Wars. I will say this: I rewatched it in anticipation of doing this hot take on Disney Plus uh, because I no longer have the uh, hard copies, and it's not what I remember entirely. Because George Lucas did come in and George Lucas it up in the two thousands. He did. He, he did, did make he sure that his CG, in that bad boy. Yeah, he, and hey, George, it looked fine before, man. Like, <laughs> why do you do that? Why? Where? Why? <laughs> um, so many questions. So many, and like, like I, I'm not gonna lie. It did take me a little bit out of it to see a CGI duet between. Uh, there, it's in Jabba's palace, mm. and it's like this weird two-minute CGI duet between this blue frog lady mm-hmm. and this furry Muppet creature. So that part, that part, what? Notwithstanding, I, I need to go back and rewatch this fucking movie. <laughs> no, you need to go back and watch this movie, Ben, because it is a it is a different film at this it's point. A different, but... <laughs> you're watching something completely different. Okay, okay. <laughs> but we're here talking about OG Return of the Jedi, <laughs> and so I, I just needed that caveat, that disclaimer out there that hey, it is not the same movie you remember or that I am talking about. It's still a great movie, a wild movie, but a great movie. Look, I get it. Everyone's mad because the Ewoks were like obvious like toy merchandisability to the max. But hey, 
are they fucking cute or not? Like I ask you. <laughs> and also this is starting off great. <laughs> <laughs> they're cute damn it and and the the stuff on indoor is fun and we get lando calrissian back and he gets to fly the millennium falcon that whole go fuck yourself if you don't think that whole final dogfight sequence uh on the like is not some of the dopest ass shit that you you have seen still today because it's a rad ass fucking fight um the whole final yeah the whole final act of return of the jedi alone i think really cements really cements it for me as the the strongest like the strongest is the wrong word because if you are looking literally objectively I think that there is a very strong case. There's a reason why Empire Strikes Back comes up so many times again and again. But Return of the Jedi's got like that that sprawling sort of world hopping story. Oh man. So does Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, I Okay, I'm gonna help you out here. Luke in the fucking Sith clothing. Badass. Luke in that fucking Dolce Gabbana mm-hmm. ass fucking outfit is raw as you hell. You wear that outfit today and look fly. That's on a regular basis. You, you would tear. The rooms would not stand mm-hmm. after you walked through them in that outfit mm-hmm. because it is fucking. That's fucking great. The the moments where we get to humanize Vader at the end and we finally get the accumulation of his mm-hmm. arc and we get just a moment between father and son, that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. All the lightsaber fights are sick as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's the pretty much what the Return of the King, right? right uh, what is it? Is this is the third Lord of the Rings right, movie, right? Yeah, yeah, Return. Yeah, of I the mean, King. like I never put that together. Yeah, that's fuck that's me. right. <laughs> I mean, like, look. It's that good. Those two movies are the best, at least in my eyes of the Lord of the Rings. And it, it just, it's hard to end a trilogy on a powerful note. Um, and before uh, George mm. Lucas went in and, and put a bunch of shit in there, I think it's, I agree with you. I think it is the best. I always thought it was the best. I was always too afraid to say it, but I'm glad this is a safe space. <laughs> it is. We all right. are all here. <laughs> In our safe, burning hot takes place, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, and we we have come to say, Return of the Jedi is good. Yeah. Everyone, the green saber, it's ma- good. On, and uh, it, contrasted that black, ooh. <laughs> this is. We also really get to fucking see and meet Palpatine in this one, and he like ends up, you know, ruining the trilogy after the other trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they do bring him back for mm-hmm. reasons, but he's really good and he's a really good formidable force in Return of the Jedi. And y'all, the speeder bike sequence through the forest—that mm-hmm. shit still slaps. I was watching it today. Still slaps. I was like, "Fucking go, go get him, Leia. Go on, Luke." Also, it sets up um, the Last Jedi so perfectly well as. Um, because we see him lose his temper. We see all these things. It's honestly kind of mm. a foreshadowing. He's in this black cloak. I mean, there's a lot of weight on his shoulders to 
yeah, they celebrate, but then to like fucking form the Jedi Order by his fucking self, which I don't understand. People don't mm-hmm. understand this. Like I even when I at first when I didn't like the the Last Jedi, um, I always was okay with Luke's betrayal. Always, I just don't understand how people can't see how you can age and then have all that pressure and then crumble. And also, Yoda said it several times before, um, in, on Dagobah, I believe, in the, the Empire Strikes Back, like you're just too old to do this. <laughs> She was mm, and found out. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He was and he's Evie and he gave up. <laughs> Sorry, I actually really like the Last Jedi. No. Now. Um. Yep. That's right. You heard it here first. Yay! I think it's probably. I actually think this is Last Jedi is close to the best, if not the best. Um. I I think so. I saw recently a take from someone on Twitter. Imagine that. Um. That I really loved. Where I really wish I could remember who who. I saw a tweet this, but they said, uh, essentially, Ryan Johnson understood Star Wars better than mm. any of us, and y'all are just, y'all are just couldn't handle it or something. I was like, ooh, he fuck. He did. He did. And, you know, once you get off that expectation of seeing Luke come back and, like, completely kick ass, you shed that, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, okay. And then you go back and rewatch some of the other movies and some of the other lore and read up on it. And then I kind of settled in and was like, oh, yeah, no, that's the bad, the most badass thing to do and to die is just meditating across uh, God knows how many light years. <laughs> and to yeah. be able to do it. Literally it, transporting Right, and essence, then to be able yeah. to do it in such a strong manifestation of that to his whole body. He fooled a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Except for Leia. I think Leia knew. He Leia fooled. Was like, Nigga, for real? You- <laughs> Leia, yeah, Leia, Leia was like... Big bro, what's what up? up? I know you're actual no twin bro, right? twin bro. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Anyway, back to the, yeah. the, 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 the. Do we need to pivot now? Do we Did just we... pivot to why the Last Jedi is probably the best one? Is probably the best. I'm staying on course for just a few more. Return of the Jedi is really good, mm. y'all, and it it deserves its due. It's day in the sunshine. I'm not saying it's a perfect film. And, you know, as a pretty staunch critic of capitalism, like, I see a bit of the hypocrisy in liking the Ewoks. Mm -hmm. All of that set aside, it still tells, like, a really fun, tight story. Uh, And I think it deserves a little more props. I think it's as fun and uh, at least as fun as Empire Strikes Back, if not more fun, while still getting a lot done and struggling with some tough yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, th- I I, honestly think it would have been probably a perfect movie without the Ewoks, even though I do like them and they're cute. Sure. And a few other tweaks that's probably one of the best movies of all time. I think that's how close The Last, the Return of the Jedi is, to me, personally. Just so good. I just love it. I don't know. Some of those sequences are just like too badass. What is the Jabba the Hutt sequence too? The when sequences, he's like, uh, the the entire Jabba time, I expected half expected going into re rewatching it to be like horrified at seeing how it aged or X Y Z, and it's thankfully not that mm-hmm. bad, you know. Uh, and Carrie Fisher is the only one who could have done that with as much style and grace and. Uh, and also to be such a bad, she's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> she's yeah, she's fuck so yeah. cool, man. Best in power to that woman. And I also really love. Um, she was asked 
by a parent at some sort of convention years ago uh, wherein uh, the parent was like criticizing her choice uh, and the outfit of Slave mm -hmm. Leia, you know? And uh, the, the parent asked like, what am I supposed to say to my daughter uh, when she sees uh, Princess Leia, who so many people want to be an idol for young women in that outfit? Uh, and Carrie Fisher's response was, well, you can tell your daughter that I strangled the man with the chains he put me in who put me in that costume. Like, I strangle him mm. on screen. And that, you, that's what you can tell your daughter. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, essentially like, you're concerned about the outfit? Why don't we talk about the themes and how I like end up strangling my oppressor with the very chains they put me in? Like, that's what you can tell your daughter. I was like, yeah, fuck she's, yeah. She's pretty awesome. Um, Great fucking film, y'all. And like, well, Leanne. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. How about this? This is gonna be a two, the first ever two-part, a hot take. We're gonna get into why the Last Jedi should be, um, well, why the Return of the Jedi should be revered as one of the best, and why the Last Jedi should be revered as one of the best. I'll take it on I because love this. I, this is a new thing take for it, me. Take it right now. Um, I have fully embraced the Last Jedi as my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. So mm, tell us why, Ben. Just a little quick. Quick uh, yeah, but for, for next week, that's what it's going to be. We're going to continue this conversation. We can still talk about The Last Jedi, or The Return of the Jedi. Yes. But yeah, yeah. So I'll give you a little splash. Um, the themes are there, and every time I try to come up with a, a reason for why it doesn't work, it was always refuted in the text prior. Every single time mm. I came up against something, well, this doesn't work. Go back, rewatch something, listen to some other people who I respect, who were non-biased on YouTube, but just sometimes hard to find. Break it down it for me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yep, mm. that totally makes sense. And then I start talking myself out of it. And it's just really about Luke's betrayal, why it wasn't uh, there wasn't a fight there, um, why it's important that it was within that time frame of them getting there to the next planet and why it's set up, and why Ryan Johnson probably should have directed the last movie. It, mm -hmm. It's it's there. I am so excited for this. This is this is gonna. You thought this was sizzling, mm -hmm. dear listener? No, this is gonna fucking melt your melt ears. Your ears off. I'm yeah, so yeah, ready. Yeah. It's I got a lot of thoughts on it, and I think I'll be able to change even the most uh, hardened mind on this situation. It it really does take a multiple multiple viewings, not because it's. I know what you say. You, one time you should be able to watch a movie and get it. But this one is so multi-layered. And it also it comes with a lot of emotional baggage to the viewer who has watched Star Wars. I was never a huge Star Wars fan. So I grew into a Star Wars fan. Become casual to like almost semi-hard but yet still kind of casual. Um, mm. So I had an expectation that wasn't quite met. I still think some of it could have been met. But I see that my expectation was actually going to be met if they kept those same themes and plot devices in the le the next movie. So that's why I'm like, oh, this yeah. was a set. Oh, damn it. Um, so <laughs> we never got that because JJ, then watching JJ's last movie, I'm like, you know what? Be careful what you wish for, fans. Be careful what you wish mm. for. And on that, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get on to our trivia. <laughs> 
right, look, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all out of knowledge because I'm just like, I'm so tired. So much stuff is going on in the world. I'm just, I'm depleted of knowledge right now. I need more of it, more movie well, stuff. Luckily enough for you, that is the knowledge tone that we just heard. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> oh, I thought it was telling yes, me my blood sugar was low. Some, that's, and it's also that you are having, oh. you should eat something soon. I should, I should, I should, absolutely. Okay, The okay. Uh, auditory hallucinations have begun kicking in. Why huh? do you think I'm here? <laughs> oh my God, ah. Ian's never existed, Ben. What? Never. Okay, with that, we're into trivia. Uh, what trivia are we doing this week? Well, I'm glad you've asked me, yes. the trivia warlock. <laughs> this week's trivia, this arcane knowledge that you must unlock with us, is on early 2000s blockbusters. I should have really saved this character for like Halloween season, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely save him for a D&D character too, or an NPC. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll save. Yeah. I'll put that one in the back pocket for now and do this one as your favorite uh, imaginary figment, Ian. Oh. Hey, how's it going? It's me. Hey. Hey, Ben. I heard that you were out of knowledge. Would you like some knowledge? I would love some knowledge because I'm just, I want to eat it something. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. And maybe it'll boost that blood sugar. Yeah. So, Ben. Mm hmm. This Columbia Pictures slash Sony film from the early aughts was so popular that its title's font became the font that Sony would use for its PlayStation 3 release logo years later. Was this Columbia Sony film Snatch, Spider-Man, Starship Troopers, or Stuart Little? Spider-Man? It was Spider-Man, yeah. Okay, almost. okay, yeah. okay. I, I just <laughs> saw the, 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 the font in my brain. I was like, oh, that's it. Yep. They actually, Spider-Man in 2002 uh, was so popular that in Sony's eyes, they literally took the, the font from the poster and spelled PlayStation with it. Mm. God damn, that movie was banging, wasn't it? But it, it still bangs. Today, damn, it's still shit, one of the best Spider-Men they've made. That shit, like, really just, like, kicked off this whole fucking craze. That Blade, of course, can't forget mm. Blade, Spawn, all can't those Can't forget Blade. Can't forget. Never never forget Blade, baby. Can't forget that. Mm. That's all we got. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a little bit of knowledge there, Ben, to boost that, that blood sugar. Do you feel... Do you feel... Mm, I'm getting nourished? there. I'm, like, 25%... Of the way there. Hey, let's let's talk this. Okay. about this? I may give you some knowledge. That way, I can internalize the knowledge that I've given you. I love this. Digest and, and regurgitate. I'm here mm -hmm, for it. Mm -hmm. So, in this movie, Gabrielle Union was caught by surprise when producers sprang a half-closed lap dance scene on her, which wasn't in the original script. She did the scene, but being a devout Catholic, she went to confession afterwards. Which film was this? Was it Cradle to the Grave? Was it Bad Boys Two? Was it Romeo Must Die? Oh, was it Bring It On? The only film that it feels like has enough artistic merit to say, yeah, you know what, I will I will do this surprise topless scene because it actually will serve the character. I'm going to go with Romeo Must Die. Oh, man, close. It was actually Cradle to the Grave. Mm, which mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's something I need to check out then. It is good. It's a DMX. I put DMX movies in there. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, to honor his passing there. Love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm fueling up. I got a little bit more. A little bit more, uh, a little bit, a little bit, I'm at 50%. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is good then. I got another little uh, a sugar, sugar shot of knowledge for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, Ben. This iconic 2000s movie had its script based on a nonfiction self-help book for parents. Reportedly, the screenwriter did not realize the book was nonfiction until well into adapting it. Oh, my God. Is this book, Stuart Little, School of Rock, The Fighting Temptations, or Mean Girls? The Fighting Temptations? Uh, it is actually Mean Girls. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Mean Girls is based on an actual nonfiction self-help book mm. that Tina Fey picked up and thought was like some... I, reportedly, this is this is what she said, uh, thought it at first was just some like goofy... Not even goofy, but some sort of high school story thing. The book being titled Queen Bees and Wannabes. Mm. Uh, and she was like well into adapting it, had already signed a deal with Paramount and was like, oh, this is actually just a self-help book. Wow. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. That, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. I had no idea. No idea about that. I, nor did I. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Definitely not. Not that a, a There's solid. a little knowledge sustenance coming at you still. We're at a solid sixty. Yeah. We're at a solid sixty percent. We're inching there. Love it. All right, all right. There. How about this one? Mm. Which one of these things did not happen when filming the 2004 Punisher? <laughs> While filming their knife scene, Thomas Jane accidentally stabbed Kevin Nash. Oh my God. Thomas Jane trained for nearly seven months with the United States Navy SEALs and gained more than 20 pounds of muscle in doing so. Rebecca Ramjan revealed that in a scene where she sews up a knife wound on Thomas Jane, she pushes the needle too far and ends up actually sewing a couple of stitches on Thomas Jane's body. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Instead of the prosthetic wound. And of Thomas or Thomas Jane had severe respiratory had a severe respiratory virus that had his fever at 103 degrees Fahrenheit, but he came in and shot for over 48 hours before passing out. Okay, so they filmed this in Tampa, so all of these are wildly possible. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, out of control. Apparently, Thomas Jane just does not have regard for his life. <laughs> he's like, whatever, there, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that Thomas Jane is the only one who can Thomas Jane Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, for whatever that means. Fucking hell, dude. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Thomas Jane didn't train with military seals. He was born ready and like actually trained the seals. Mm, you would be wrong. Um, the first three are right. The virus thing at 103 degrees—that's wrong. Gotcha. Yes. So he d definitely stabbed someone. <sighs> trained. He trained with the Navy SEALs uh, for seven months. Holy shit! So he practically just did basic training. And yeah. um, basic training and plus a month. And um, yeah, he got uh, stitches actually sewed onto him. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Well. Yeah. Yep, yep. uh, I'm okay. at a 75 now. Uh, yeah. 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 You're feeling good. And OK, we, it's the final push. And it's a mm -hmm. good thing because, Ben, I have at least one more. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. OK, Ben. 
this actor was purportedly cast in the role because the director casting it was looking for someone unknown and, quote, not handsome. Was this actor Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean? Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator? Ryan Gosling in The Notebook? Or George Clooney in The Perfect Storm? I actually do know this bit of trivia is Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. Ah, <laughs> wild. damn, like you're crowd. absolutely right. Well, you might enjoy this fun uh, little bonus tidbit of trivia that okay, I didn't yeah. know how to phrase into a question. Uh, the... Everyone has heard at some point about the uh, on-set tensions between uh, Gosling and co-star Rachel McAdams. Uh, apparently, it got so intense that director Nick Cassavetes actually had to stage an intervention mm -hmm. wherein he got them alone in a room together so they could air their personal grievances with one another. Mm. Uh, the process was reportedly so successful that... They dated for like two years after the fact. Yep. I heard about that too. That's fucking amazing. What an interesting That's like, how you resolve shit. You know, like yeah. I appreciate that. Like I have not a huge notebook person, but like I can appreciate that the director's like, all right, you two, like we're professionals. We're going to sit down and we're going to figure this shit out, huh? <laughs> I wonder what it was. Why are they like, I guess sometimes people just rub each other the wrong way. It just. Yeah. It sounds like uh, who like knows? Like, Fun fact, like they both actually, uh, Bonus, bonus, fun fact. Oh, they yes, both, please. Gosling and McAdams, spent time uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, months before the film, doing their own different versions of prep. Uh, Rachel McAdams was uh, taking ballet and etiquette classes, as well as seeing a vocal coach for her southern accent. And Gosling spent... Uh, he would reportedly wake up every morning to go kayak on one of the big rivers out there. I'm not the best with geography. Sorry, S South Carolina folks. But he also learned woodwork and built a table that they use in the film. Wow. Yeah, so they were committed to this. Good on them, you know. Yeah, they really wanted to remake that notebook. Good for them. But yeah, they hated they sure the shit did. out of each other. And it's so interesting. At first. <laughs> at first, at first. They were like, fuck you, dude. I don't know about you. I hate your face. It's like, all right, well, fuck you. All right, great. All right. I'm really I'm glad good, uh, I cast the film like this. What a great decision, says Right, Nick. right. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm at a good 90%, so hopefully this 10% will boost oh, us here. Oh, here we go. This is the final push. Oh, I want to hear it. What do we got? In a, rare, in a rare speaking event, filmmaker Terrence Malick said what about the 2006 movie Smoking Aces? Hmm. I'd rather eat glass than to watch another minute. He should have, I should have directed the film. Very well directed and became one of his favorite films of all time. Or he wished the dialogue was a bit more grounded. What did Terrence Malick say about Smoking Aces? Terrence! This is just a little bit of a wish fulfillment on my part, I think, but I would really love it if Terrence Malick had wanted to direct Smoking Aces. Like, mm, That's a good guess. Uh, he thinks it's very well directed. And mm. it became one of his favorite films of all time. Fuck yeah, Terrence. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thin red line my ass. Give me smoking aces, baby. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, nah, nah. It's very well directed. Uh, I put in a couple of those disses, though, just to throw you off. <laughs> the, the glass line would have cracked me up if that were true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I Terrence, the glass. new film that's out is uh, Smoking Aces. Have you said, I would rather eat glass than watch another minute of it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is so on brand. 
It is very much on brand. It's like, okay, thank you for your opinion. <laughs> yes. All right, rather yet, he would seek someone out. Uh, are you doing an interview for this film? Good. <laughs> I'd rather eat glass than watch another minute. Okay, yep. I met no, 400%. Yay, we did it. We did it. Oh, my God. Yes. I have knowledge in my brain again. Oh, my God. That's, oh, so many great things. Uh, glad that knowledge is finally put in my brain. And now it's time to... Uh, to get on out of here and uh, wish you guys a good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Night. Oh, and we crossed the finish line. Oh, my God. Oh, no one told me marathons were so long. Oh, my legs. I can't <sighs> feel them. Oh. Here. Here, I'm going to oh. cast my magics, and your legs will be healed, won't they? Uh, yeah, the stuff like that. I'm so tired. Oh, gosh. We did it. We did it. We had 85 episodes. That's 85 episodes in the book. It's been real. This has been so much fun. We're having a, a black and one to tell five them. invocations yeah. for me to call yeah. upon with my dark magics. Your magics, yes, the arcane. Mm. Each one another. Yes, Mr. Warlock, Gonzalez Mutant, why don't you tell the people who you are, what you're doing, how to get in contact with you, and what is your favorite spice? I did forget I had to be myself for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. My name is Ian. You can find me on Facebook as Ian Mutiner. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888, or you can find me on Twitter as SirYikesALot at BabyGotKnack. And uh, my favorite spice. This is good. Um, I really, really love... I'm a little split here, because, like, this safe boring answer that is also kind of true is fresh cracked black pepper because I can like put that shit on just about anything in fact that's one of the easiest ways to get me to eat a salad is to crush a shit ton of pepper over it yes mm-hmm. um yeah. it's a, it's a fair and it's so versatile spice. it's a good spice but also I do have to give a shout out to like really good smoked paprika. Mm, it's such a clutch. For, oh my god, it's so good. I don't know where the fuck my ma finds this shit. Mm, that's, you hit the nail on the I, look, we, we stay with some smoked paprika. It, it And it's because it's like subtle and yet so powerful, you know? Like you just need a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's where I that's where I fall I think, you know, like See white people, I'm torn, this is how you do it. Do, do what Ian does. Take notes. He's got spices in his, just a, in his hand, you know. You gotta, yeah, you gotta branch out. Break out of that flavor palette. There's a whole world out there. And smoked the paprika is just the first step. But that's what I'm going with. Right. It's more than a pinch of salt. If you see something online, the ingredients, and they tell you, this is what the seasoning needs, don't listen to that. Oh, God. <laughs> listen. Please. Like, pinch of salt. Yeah, if you're trying to watch your salt intake, I, I get that. You know, heart health and stuff like that. But, like, totally. other than that, man, put some seasoning on that thing, please. Throw some throw some flavors in there. It, like, the great thing about cooking, and this is why I prefer it to baking. We're getting a little off topic here. But cooking's a little, it, it's a little more like jazz, right? Yes, 
yes. You can improvise a little bit, be like, ooh, there's like something happening here, but it's just not enough. Ooh, I'll throw in a little dash of like cumin or curry powder or some shit, you know, like something in there to like, but like baking, you know, mm -hmm. you, yeah. You like let a few grains of sugar fall off the spoon you're using and you fuck the whole thing seven ways to Sunday. But uh, we've gotten off topic. Ben, <laughs> who are you? Where can people hire you, find you, engage with your wonderful soul? And uh, what is, what's like your favorite house plant? You know, when you go to someone's house, you see uh, a bunch of potted plants and stuff. You're like, Ooh, that, like I don't really like that. That's actually nice. You know, oh. like, I don't know. What's your favorite you know what I mean? Like plotted okay, plant. I, I got you for that. Okay. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Hi, my name is Ben Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at BT Jenkins. Nope. That was a lie. So I changed it. You can find me on Twitter at Vinny <laughs> <laughs> in the Jets. Um, I would break it down for you, but it's probably best to just find my name, my whole name. You can find me on Facebook at Timothy Jenkins. There you go. You can find me on Instagram at O underscore true underscore apothecary underscore 666. Um... You can also find me if you're trying to cast a brother on my website at BenjaminTimothyJenkins.com. Looking to work always. Um, oh, yeah. We're Astronautica's coming along. There's going to be some new stuff there. I cannot wait to start pumping that out. Um, of course, there'll be... We just finished playing our first arc. Oh, Thank yeah. you for actually remembering real plugs. No, it's Thank all you, good. Ben. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, I figured we could tag team it. Uh, yeah, like you said... Um, finished our first arc oh it's gonna uh matt's done a very good job concocting a story it's gonna be a separate channel but still under the umbrella of too many things which i think is an actual name that we started to come up with for the entirety of of this mm. which is great because i always thought was thinking of like oh what's a really cool name and i think one of us is just like too many fucking things i was like oh yeah that's right in our face right <laughs> I want to say it was even. I want to say it was it even probably, I think it was Lauren. She's she like figuring out. Things. I'm like, <laughs> what the? God damn it! <laughs> I'm like, you're right. It is. It's too many things. <laughs> too empty. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, it's it's great. Also, this uh, format, we're approaching 100, so we're thinking about some ways to change it. Maybe go to live. Maybe not. But we'll put all that in mm -hmm. in actual housekeeping stuff later on. Um. But with that, the houseplants, stuff that I like to see in a house. I'm not a huge houseplant person, per se. Um, I like a, I play, because one, we have cats. Two, uh, kind of like a balance of um, sure. modern and antique. So it's like this weird, I like a modern kitchen, but with like antique coziness in the living room. I don't really see totally. flowers much, but if I had to, because I love the Japanese aesthetic, bonsai trees i love those they just nice. seem so peaceful it take, uh, um, takes a lot of focus and i have adhd so like hyper focusing on just trimming the, the branches would be really dope and relaxing i feel totally just wish there was a way to kind of keep it away for the cats which it probably is i could probably like, find like a terrarium or something like that um and also i really enjoy uh cacti think they're really cool in homes like it's mini hmm. cacti like a good aloe plant so functional yeah, absolutely I, I, I fuck that. shout out to my ma who would always keep that shit around the house because we was living in florida oh you know? yeah 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 definitely if you know also if i lived in florida where you get a lot of more sunlight i would consider being more of a plant in home person too you know it's 
it, totally like have a little like room of just greenhouse kind of shit it's, it's much harder to take care of plants in an apartment on like the second floor you know what i mean uh, especially when you are you're in sort of that enclosed courtyard too not a lot of natural not light. at all not at all i would have to like live on the beach where you get that uh the sunrise coming up which is still mm, very mm -hmm. i've been in 10 um, we've been in what nine and a half almost 10 years and i still can't get used that's, that's pretty damn close yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and i still can't get used to like the sun rising because the sun sets in florida um at least the part that we're on i'm pretty sure um the west coast yeah um yeah and i miss watching the sunset on the lake Magori, and that's still something because you have to wake up super early to watch it i'm off topic i know we'll get we'll get off to, you have to wake up super early to see the sunrise and it's a whole thing and it's cold sometimes in the morning especially in chicago and i really haven't been able to witness the sunrise in like forever here um but all in all yeah those are my plants and with that <laughs> jesus christ the plants and seasonings can just get you off topic apparently <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and let me tell you the time I, I seasoned my turkey with this. And boy, that turkey was fat. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, everything going on, guys. It's a crazy, crazy time. I want to get real with you before we go into our actual sign-off, sign-off. Um, police brutality is a real thing. We will have links to where to go to donate to Black Lives Matter organizations and other organizations that support... Um, liberating that of the black people and making sure that um, we're being treated fairly um, and not being murdered in the streets. Um, also, make sure we mm -hmm. look for um, places that specifically target um, Latinx and uh, Spanish and Asian communities. We know uh, Adam Toledo, um, a Mexican boy, was shot in Chicago um, with his hands up complying. It's so funny you see like YouTube comments and like just play racist and say, well, he should have just complied. I mean, he literally did that. It's on tape. I would say if you have the stomach for it, watch the tape. It's, it's hard to get through. Um, there's another army vet that was stopped um, by the cops, just treated like absolute dog shit and pepper sprayed. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it seems like the more and more we're opening up, the more and more cops are just like letting loose. Um, so be careful out there when especially when you're protesting. Um, also know that protesting is not always, some people aren't built for the, on the front lines, but always try to find ways to help the movement, um, offer your home for shelter or, um, offer up some money to different causes. And we'll have some causes down there mm -hmm. for you to donate to um, in our descriptions. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's this very tough situation right now. We know a lot's going on, but we know there are a lot of movies, too, to kind of take your mind off of some of this stuff or sometimes an in-depth look at some of the stuff that's going on, which is also great, too. We also definitely firmly believe that Black Lives Matter. All Black Lives is trans, um, gay, uh, non-binary, all of them, they matter. Um, so, yeah, tough time. We know we're asking a lot of you to listen to our podcast, but it's only an hour and some change. Um, we will keep it real with you, but at the same time, we'll have fun together. And remember that you are a part of this show. You are producers as well. We can do it without you. Um, and just remember that we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks so that you don't have to.